0: Yo 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 yo. Yo, yo, it's your boy T.O. As you know,
1: it's your boy All Rain. Real name, no games, no gimmicks.
0: Yo, it's the Faye Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, from related, along with any, <laughs> along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming through live, direct, proof of concept studios. Uh, yeah. So, so Rain, real name. No games, no gimmicks is in the building, but uh, a, little, a little under the weather. A little yes, this
1: podcast uh, is brought to you by Mucinex. I so, know it's not.
0: <laughs> um, They're I, able to I, sue I, the I, shit I, out of us. <laughs> sue the fuck out of us. <laughs> the results are not well with uh, Mucinex. Apparently, it does not work too well.
1: <laughs> it does not, but um, I'm going to keep drinking this shit.
0: Mm, fair enough. Uh, how you feeling, man? I know you... Uh, for those who are wondering um uh apparently it is not the the the, the cove uh that you you are feeling ill with but uh but perhaps a a just a common common rhino virus, uh as the smart people like to say i suppose
1: yeah it's still it's crazy that like even like two years later two years into the thing we still don't fucking know the difference between like Cold, the flu, COVID, like all the signs are the same. Now, in this particular case, because I've, I had COVID before, I know that like the way I feel now is very different to the way I feel when I had it. So I'm not uh, too nervous, but I'm going to be precautious. Uh, we're well, not precautious. I'm going to take caution nonetheless, which is why we're doing this show remote.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're we're trying to be ethically responsible here at the Fade podcast, you know. So um but on a, on a kind of a serious note, man, I want to send a really quick shout out to uh to our man, Addy man. Um I know there's some members of his family that aren't feeling too well right now that they do um they they, you know, uh, they, some of them do have uh covid uh and so uh so just want to let you know, man, we're definitely thinking about you dude um hoping everybody's okay and 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 you know it's fine on the other side of it um yeah as, as I sort of like look into like the landscape of things man it's it's really tough man because I feel like we're at a stage right now specifically here in America where I feel like everybody's just kind of like over COVID even though COVID clearly is not over us uh, it's like one of those like relationships right where, where one person is like ah, I'm kind of over it but the other one was not informed about this and is proceeding as typical you know in a typical fashion um, and uh, and so You know, I know for me and myself, like I, yeah, like I'm getting to that headspace of like, man, fuck all this shit. Like it just sounds crazy. The CDC every other days giving us like random fucking. (laughs) Oh yeah, you can go inside indoors. You can look each other's faces, perfectly fine. And then three weeks later, shut everything the fuck down. It's terrible. (laughs) Um, Two weeks later, oh well, you know, I think it might be fine. And it's just like a seesaw fucking battle. And I understand we're kind of figuring this thing out as we go along, but. I don't know, man. This thing's a slog. Um, but my heart really does go out to the people who, you know, have 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 gotten it. And and you know, I heard somebody explain explain it the other day that like, you know, most people when they get COVID, it it, it you know, it's not going to be like the worst thing in the world. But the people yeah. who end up in that pool where it does affect them super adversely, it's like they don't have a recourse. They don't have anything that can really like once they put you on like a ventilator or some shit. Is like that's pretty much all they fuck they got. Like they don't really have like a thing that's like okay, yeah, we can use this to help you or you can use that to help you. There's there's nothing. And you know to all those people who are like I have Remectin or this or that, is just like no, <laughs> show me the study that says the shit works properly or is you know is doing the thing that it's it's meant to do, and then you know I'll, I'll believe. It, but um you know i don't know man it's just a lot of fucking craziness Bro. man
1: thank god i never had to you know see one of those ventilators when you see the ventilator you know it's a problem yeah
0: dude um so so yeah man anyways i just want to give that quick shout out to to, to addy and, and yang man and just hope that everybody's uh everybody's all right um And Likewise, uh, shout out addy yeah, get well soon for sure um uh so yeah man let's just jump into uh some movie shit uh let's talk about some this week next week um so uh so this week uh the only thing that's really coming out a lot of shit came out in the past couple weeks but uh this week the only thing that's really coming out is uh the book of boba fett uh on um on disney plus uh of course uh what is that like- land again?
1: what day is this
0: uh, that is, I think it's already out. Uh, or I, I don't think I know it's already out since I already watched it. Already <laughs> yeah, yeah. it, come, it came out Tuesday, so yesterday. So I think I think it was the twenty eighth. I'm not. I can't. I can't really tell you for sure. Um, and and hey, I'll move to your right for me, or if you can slide your chair. There you go. There you go. Nice and center. Nice and center. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that already sort of dropped. Um, I was a little not necessarily underwhelmed because honestly, I really wasn't expecting too much from it, but. It, it it has all the same problems and John Favreau is uh, still is the person sort of still behind the scenes with that so the showrunner he's i think he's both the showrunner and i think he actually wrote this particular at least this episode i don't know if he wrote the whole thing but this particular episode he definitely wrote and it has all the same problems that i had with the main of meaning that like it doesn't really amount to like anything it just kind of it's cool but it's kind of just like why are we here? What are we doing here? Like, like what is the, what do you, what what do you do say? You it mean? doesn't
1: amount to anything. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, are you looking for like some type of purpose? Are you looking for like, uh, like, are you looking for something in particular in it? Cause I feel like a lot of these star Wars stories, it just like, it's just story
0: story to be cold. Like no, I would contend that that's not the case. I, I would feel like that there's a, a, a lot of the stories in star Wars, um, be it, um, and, I think I find a lot of the interesting things in the Star Wars franchise, um, like a lot of times when they speak on like political things, um, it isn't done in the direct sense of, I mean, all, although I guess in some term in some ways it, it is a direct airlift from like our reality, but, um, but uh, a lot of times when they make sort of political commentary and um, uh, you see sort of how people like interact with like, say like the, the, Uh, like back when they had like the Trade Federation versus, you know, how they deal with like the Galactic Empire, um, (laughs) those type of things, right, which were kind of missing in the sequels that the most recent sequels that we we just got. Um, But uh, I would say that specifically with the Mandalorian and uh, and now the Book of Boba Fett, it's kind of like they have like the initial, and I, I honestly don't even know what the book of Boba Fett, even after watching the first episode, I have no idea what the fuck it's about. <laughs> it, it has sort of a cool premise, um, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything for you or anybody else. Uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers, then. Divert your ears, but it basically is kind of like um. So Boba Fett's in in the situation now where he's basically taking over for Jabba the Hut as like the crime lord or some shit like that in, in, in sort of the, the Star Wars universe, which is kind of a cool thought. But like the rest of the episode doesn't really evoke any sort of like this is the direction we're going, and it's just kind of you
1: know, which is fair. I mean, I, th- I think after one episode, when you know that they're like uh, you know, th- how many were usually in. Each season of uh The Mandalorian. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think they like, usually expect like, like, eight, or like eight, eight, eight or eight, ten, eight, something yeah, like that. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we know there's a lot more coming, so you're gonna discover a lot more. Um I, I I'm definitely gonna check it out. I love The Mandalorian. I thought it was like visually stunning. I, th- I thought the story was great. I like the that's, characters.
0: That's the best thing I could say for The Mandalorian is that visually it was fucking it was like perfection visually, but the story for me just got it was three seasons of him carrying around this, you know young yoda uh yeah and, and but like i defy you to tell me what what else is the mandalorian about yeah i would, definitely have to
1: give that some thought yeah. um i think the interesting thing about the Mandalorian is like how many uh other characters it introduced which now are going to give us new stories gave okay, us boba fett Um uh, there's a character that um rosario dawson played i forget her name oh yeah uh, uh,
0: uh, Azoka.
1: Yeah. Um there's a there's a she's series cool.
0: actually I didn't know too much about her before um uh so I started rewatching uh, like all of Star Wars, but more specifically I went back and watched um the the Clone Wars. Um mm-hmm. and uh, and she's in that a lot. She's she's Anakin's Padawan. Um and uh, yeah, and so I first when I, f- when I was first watching the <laughs> Bless you, uh, oh. that might happen a lot tonight Yeah Anyways, I don't I don't mean to go too, too in depth about that, but uh,
1: but yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, it's, like I said I think the Mandalorian just introduced a lot of characters and we're gonna see like standalone Uh series or films coming in from them. So it's just like expanding the universe Um, I haven't seen boba fett yet, but I will um if it's anything like the Mandalorian, I know I'm going to enjoy it. Like uh, I know the visually, it's going to be great. I know like the it's going to be a fun watch. What the storyline's about, I have no idea. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I don't know. I've I've trust in Jon Favreau, and um, you know he hasn't really missed in a long time.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so, yeah, the, like I said before, that's pretty much all that's kind of dropping this particular week, and not to even mention next week. Uh, it's pretty dry towards the uh, at the end of the year um but in headlines man uh we we, we got to at least touch on it um John Madden man uh, passed away 85 um let me get your quick thoughts and then I'll sh- I'll share mine
1: um i mean if you were like a football fan or just uh you know a kid growing up in like the early 2000s and you played video games uh especially sports video games there's no way you didn't play Madden um i mean so many times I can think to like, you know, all the boys in a room just playing Madden all night, just like, you know, back to back to back games. One of my favorite sports announcers, um, he, John Madden gave you some of the most quotables, you know, like the the booms and the bangs and uh, all the wild shit that he would say. Uh, I, I, like because he passed a lot of like old videos were resurfacing of, of him commentating on games. Um, and he was a character for sure. Like just the way he would, uh, um, Commentate on some of the games was just like it was just he wasn't even talking about football most of the times. he might like boom, and then a running back comes over here, and then you know, then a the lineman pulls this way, and then the quarterback throws over here, and then touchdown. Um, it didn't really make any sense, but he was just a very entertaining guy. Uh, there's no way like you don't love like uh, Madden. If, if if you know football, you know Madden. Um, it was, I think his last game. The last game he commentated on was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Steelers game, where James Harrison returned that like hundred yard uh, uh, interception for the touchdown. That was a super. Remember fun. that? Yeah, yeah. I think that was the last game he commentated on. That he retired after that. Uh, but anyway, great guy. Uh, you know, John Madden. Thank you for your contributions to sport and commentating, just entertainment as a whole. Um, a guy that I definitely will be sorely missed.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's been interesting sort of seeing all the commentary about him and, and, you know, a lot of it, I think, uh, especially from a particular generation is centered around the Madden games. But I would argue that I knew, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the, the game is named after him and it's such a popular game and it's the only football game, I much to the, uh, ire of, um, you know people who, who who play the game uh, uh some would contend that maybe some competition there would be healthy for uh for for the video game industry but um uh but i would say that i know him and i appreciate him way more because for for the game of madden i just assume that he lent his name to it but maybe not much else right i don't think John Madden's there, fucking designing the game with them. You're like, guys, you gotta, (laughs) we gotta make these tackles more realistic, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that that was necessarily the case, but maybe it was, I don't know. But I I don't associate him necessarily with that uh, outside of just his name. But really, what I know him from is commentating, which is crazy because he had an entire coaching career prior to commentating that honestly I didn't know that much about because I think he retired well before. I started watching football in, in any sort of serious capacity. So really, I only know him from, from commentating, but my God, he will always be the, the I guess, the the postmark for what you want out of a commentator. Look, did, did he give good play-by-play commentary? Probably not. Um, was he one of the best color commentators ever? Absolutely, you know. Um, leave all the fucking this is actually what's happening in the game leave all that to al michaels or, or pat summerall or whoever else is was commentating with him all you really cared about was when he, you know john would fucking you know be be drawing on a screen and i'm like all right well this guy wham he hits that guy and then just like you were talking about before um that's that's what you fucking live for you didn't even care what teams were playing and, then, and i think that's what i miss like you 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 look at like the monday night football commentating now and it, it's just so like lifeless, you know. It's just some dudes standing there, fucking, just nothing. That's why everybody gravitates so much towards the uh, manny cast because yeah, nobody yeah. cares anything about the the actual commentating on the game. Um, but I think that the, the the John Madden types are are really sorely missed in in I think today's. And I'm I'm not even really trying to like knock anybody because I don't think it's their fault. I think it's strategic from ESPN standpoint or or whoever else's standpoint to just not have any sort of colorful people because
1: Yeah, then the game has become more about like too much. Yeah like analytics and like, you know, there's the Amazon, uh, like next generation analytics and just like uh, showing like how much there is to the game in terms of, um, like, like actually measuring and analyzing like distance thrown and distance run and speed and things like that. And what you lose when you do that, and when the game becomes a lot about, uh, a lot more about analytics, you lose just like the big personalities, yeah. you know, the, uh, like, like, uh, John Madden, but Fortunately, we're seeing people like, obviously, the Manning cast with Eli and Peyton come back, and they're adding that color and that flavor to it.
0: Yeah, but I I guess I hate the aspect of it that they're making it a very distinct thing from the actual normal broadcast right like it'd be I, yeah. what I thought they were going to do with the, the Mannings originally was just like have them be a part of like the, the normal cast and maybe just have them pop in and out um, kind of whenever they felt like which honestly I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind because I actually don't like watching the entire Manning cast just because it gets super fucking awkward sometimes and I just can't I don't have the sensibility for it where I just I'm like uh, I can't watch this <laughs> there's too many awkward things happening somebody can't hear somebody else or there's just like dead silence and they're just like they just really get into the just watching the game um uh but but anyways um yeah man uh john madman he, he definitely defined football for more than just it, it, it's kind of like uh, uh jordan right like jordan transcended the sport and i think that that's what john did uh with with football he he sort of transcended the sport where it's like whether you are a football fan or not you know you've heard the name john madden or at least madden yeah at some point in time he, he's synonymous probably. with the game of football for sure um so so yeah man um yeah it's a it's, it's a tough way to uh, to, to go out I, I didn't even, honestly i didn't even catch like how he even passed away i don't know if it was from you know maybe some cancer or something like that 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 he might have been dealing with but um but yeah man um yeah that's 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 that's, that's not a that's not a great one to to, to lose um in in john Madden. um yeah uh so anyways uh moving on um in, uh, in other headlines uh, so apparently and, and the, the next few stories are gonna kind of be kind of in the same vein but uh, apparently uh, for bond uh, specifically when it refers to Spectre um, apparently Sam Mendes meant for um, Rafe uh, finds M to essentially be the villain of the movie Which when I look back at And I'm, I've been trying to fucking watch Spectre Again for forever But I refuse to pay for it And it just Confused uh, it, to like just let it be shown somewhere Like just put it on a fucking streaming platform So I can watch it Like why are you Nobody's yeah, renting I, Spectre Like nobody's doing that Like who's, who's, who's doing that Nobody
1: <laughs> Yeah Dude I, I hate that I feel like uh, the other day I was trying to watch uh, Um something like a transformer movie or something like that i just wanted oh, something God. to throw in the background Why? something that i was like yeah, i don't know i just wanted something to throw on in the background and uh i was trying to watch i think like dark Shot of the moon or you know what one of those age of extinction, uh, extinction, extinction, whatever it is.
0: You don't even have to get it right. It's fine. Uh, nobody. Yeah. Nobody's going <laughs> <And> to. win. <mind. laughs>
1: there, there were several ones that were free. Like Bumblebee was free, and like the first two or three movies are free. And like they, they pick and choose which ones they want to let be free, and then like the one you want to watch, they're so like fourteen ninety nine. It's like why.
0: So why I are five of
1: the other movies free? This one's fourteen ninety
0: nine. Well, what I have, what I do think, it, it's probably like about whatever deals that they signed with the movies. Um, so they probably signed some sort of contract that said, okay, it can, you know, you can only show it for X amount of time free, or it can't be free until a certain amount of time. I don't know what the fuck you know exactly how it's written out but it seems uh while to us it seems like it's like there's like no rhyme or reason to it I'm sure that contractually speaking um there's some sort of method to the madness of um you know how how some of these things are done um but the reason why I, I bring the, brought that up in the first place was because thinking back to Spectre I, I I had such a low opinion of Spectre when I first watched it, and this is coming from somebody I absolutely fucking adore, Skyfall. I think it's one of the best Bond movies, if not my... I wouldn't even say best movies. I would keep this strictly subjective. I find it to be one of my favorite Bond movies. Um, And getting ready for Spectre, they were just going to like run it back. So essentially they were... uh, Sam Mendes came back to direct. Obviously, um, uh, Daniel Craig back as Bond. Um, So I thought, oh, man, this is going to be fucking awesome. And I watched a movie like, yo, this is some bullshit. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, seeing that Rafe finds might have been the villain, I don't know. How does that change how we might have seen it? And I think it's really interesting when directors come out, uh, either directors or actors or whoever comes out and says afterwards, like, oh, this major thing was supposed to happen in a movie. And then you wonder how much that impacted the final product, right? Like, how much did that change? like what they were going to do especially if it didn't turn out too well you're like well shit how much of that had an impact on why it turned out not great uh is it because they weren't allowed to do the actual thing that they wanted to do you know
1: yeah that's an interesting take i mean um i I remember watching that movie and thinking that m refines was somewhat of an antagonist like he was like the you know he was the red tape he was the um you know the political uh, he, he was moving politically vers- in his own best interest, not necessarily in the best interest of, um, you know, the mission or, you know, Bond or whoever. Um, and he was kind of a dick, right? But then towards the end of the movie, you see that, like, he is very much um, on board with, uh, um, you know, with essentially this mission of bringing down Christopher Waltz character. Uh, was it Bow Bo fled. Beau Bo uh, fled. Yeah. So like, you, you, you can tell like he's, he's like very much political and he is a red tape, but uh, towards the end of the movie, you see him kind of like make this switch. And I, I, I enjoyed that. I remember that. Um, I wouldn't have ever gotten that like he was the villain of that film, or at least he was like intended to be the villain from what I saw. He just kind of seemed like a dick.
0: Well, I think they kind of airlifted maybe some of those things and maybe put him into No Time to Die because M kind of is a little bit of the villain of No Time to Die, right? Like if if we remember correct that, um, it was basically because uh M was trying to sort of. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what the storyline was, but I think M was trying to keep shit like hush, hu- uh, hush, hush, um, in terms of like the fuck shit that he was doing, uh, when really he kind of just put everybody in jeopardy, um, with, uh, with some of the shit he was doing. So, uh, anyways, I, I just thought that was really interesting that, um, that refines, uh, came out and, and, and said that, um, but it alternatively in another franchise that, um, you know, uh, just had a recent sort of resurgence is uh, the, the Matrix Resurrections, and uh, apparently Hugo Weaving was supposed to be in the movie, um, originally speaking. Um, so Hugo Weaving, of, of course, played um, uh, Agent Smith, uh, in the original Matrix trilogy. Um, and oh, that's interesting.
1: Actually, Why was he not? Uh,
0: I, I don't know, um, but let's see, um yeah, so uh, and this is a quote from a co-writer, Alexander Hemin. Um, there were preliminary talks with weaving, and so we were not involved with them. Uh, we were not involved in them with people, but it was not uh, entirely resolved because the premise of the Matrix and this movie is somewhat different. Agent Smith would have been different in some uh, in some ways, no matter who played it. Uh, and Jonathan Groff is uh, is amazing in the role. He um, added a dimension that I cannot foresee while we were writing. But there is an increase emotional. Uh, emotionality in the movie And then he fits into that pattern um, So I know I know You haven't watched it yet but I will Say that uh, he, he's not Fucking lying um, I, I thought that uh, Jonathan Groff uh, And I'm trying not to ruin Some parts of the movie for you but I thought he was fucking amazing in the movie um, um, But I would Have still liked to seen um, Hugo Weaving return As Agent Smith but Maybe even more puzzling than that um, is why uh, Lawrence Fishburne is not in the movie. I think after watching the movie, I still am left with, well, why again couldn't Lawrence Fishburne do this? Because I thought at some point they were going to explain exactly sort of what the thought pattern was there of like, okay, well, this explains why we needed to go with somebody younger, yada, yada. And uh, I don't that was never feel- explained. Yeah, I don't really feel, I mean, they sort of gave an explanation, but it's not one that I find satisfying to really deeply explain, like, okay, well, this is the reason why. It just seemed like they just wanted to go with somebody younger, because uh, Fishburne is up there, I'm not going to lie. He's getting up there in age, and he clearly does, you know, he's gained a couple pounds since since we last left Morpheus. So, yeah, doing a lot of the action stuff, I'm sure, would be a little bit of a struggle, a little bit so maybe that's why they went with Yaya, uh, Yaya Mateen II, but uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe have him do like less of the action shit, and just, uh, we just have more... Yeah, you'd like probably just team have team. to get him
1: on like, a meal plan or whatever, like, hey, listen, we're going to start filming the <laughs> get him on, what is that,
0: Noom, or whatever the fuck the shit is that, the, uh, that I always Yeah, I'm familiar with Noom.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll get you a personal trainer, we'll get yeah. you on a meal plan, <laughs> and we'll start meal prepping you, um, CGI the rest of that shit up, but yeah, there's definitely got to be a reason why Uh, Again, I haven't seen the film, but um, despite not having seen it, uh, I I don't ever feel like they've ever clearly explained why he's not in the film. I I don't think (laughs) it comes down to scheduling conflicts. I don't think it really came down to money. Um, I don't think
0: they ever even approached him, uh, which is kind of like the. And what what I'm trying to say is I, I think they wrote the part specifically without Lawrence Fishburne in mind my question is why like did like the, you bring trinity back you bring Neo back one would and you know and again i'm not i don't they, they bring some other very notable characters back but they specifically didn't bring the one person back who outside of honestly honestly outside of Keanu, <laughs> i would even say more than trinity more than karyann moss is trinity i would say morpheus is probably more synonymous with the matrix than even her or anybody else outside of Neo. Um, because, absolutely you know he's the one who presented the red and the blue pill um, and uh, you know the, the iconic glasses and you know just just everything about I mean, him he was the one
1: who like, it was his belief in like Neo as the one that like kind of was a catalyst to almost everything that we saw in the movie yeah. um, if it wasn't for Morpheus believing in like Neo and, and uh, like being the one I don't ever think Neo would have ever became what he was um, so to not bring him back as uh, Lawrence Fishburne, as Morpheus, um, do, like, do you think the movie falls flat for that reason?
0: No, no. Look, oh, oh, we we definitely I, and I, I purposely want to wait till you after you watch it because I, I do want to get your opinions on it. But this movie is a very polarizing movie as far as how people feel about it. And people feel very strongly one way or another about it. Either They love it or they hate it. Um, I, I have my certain opinions about it, um, but I, I really do want to talk with you about it to to kind of bounce some of the ideas uh, off of you of, of, of how you might feel about it. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think because of I don't think the movie suffered because of that uh, because of Lawrence Fisher not being in a movie. But I do think that there's something missing there with or it's not no. missing necessarily. It's 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 just a question of like well why like you you know what I mean like there's nothing there isn't too much that I think that they couldn't have done with Lawrence Fishburne in there if they just swapped him out with the Iyama team I mean there's some action shit in there but it's just like I could I could miss the whole action shit if you just have Lawrence Fishburne in there like look man he's old as fuck he's not gonna be doing any fucking you know, jump kicks or anything like that. He yeah, he might yeah. be the Steven Seagal like karate chop or some shit. But but you know, like, I was willing to
1: it. accept, um, you know, Robert De Niro like beating some guy up in The yeah. Irishman.
0: Yeah, we didn't um, blink yeah. an eye. We didn't blink an eye. For uh, fucking yeah, Robert I'm, I'm sure. Trying to curb stomp the dude, and he was like shaking, like he was about to fucking.
1: Past I thought he was going to hurt himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they could have found a way to uh, yeah. uh, to like even if Lawrence Fishburne is a little bit older, a little bit more of a weight, like to make it look somewhat real. And even if it didn't look really real, I'll still buy it anyway. I'll just so that it. It much.
0: I'll still take it, you know. Um, just get the band back together. But uh, but anyways, I, I thought that was interesting with uh, Hugo Weaving. Uh, in other news, um, so French movie theaters are banning concessions. Uh, For the next, uh, for the next three weeks. Um, So apparently, uh, so as Deadline reports, starting Monday, January third, consuming food and beverages will not be allowed in French movie theaters for three weeks. This is part of a wave of measures. French uh, Prime Minister Jean Castex, something like that, announced the government. Would be taking to uh, To combat the spread of the uh, Omicron variant um, So so basically like the big question here Is will American movie theaters Do the same my answer to or my reply To that is fuck no <laughs> Is um, uh, it, uh, America <laughs> It's like it's it's Comical how little America actually gives a fuck about Anybody like any of the people actually living here right yeah so listen
1: like americans want to like we want to stay healthy and 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 do live we, and survive this whole way? thing but it's like americans also want popcorn you know what <laughs> i mean so they like mm, like with the butter yeah, you gotta have the butter. yeah I gotta have the butter like and if it's like am i willing to risk uh covid exposure for butter it's like a lot of americans would say yes it, it's like the whole tsa thing right like do I want airport security? Yes, but there are a lot of Americans who are like, I still don't want to go through the body scanner thing. I don't want anyone to touch me. I just want to go directly to my flight. And it's like, well, what if somebody has a bomb? And it's like, oh, listen, can you get me to LA on time? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's really all Americans care about. It's like their own convenience.
0: No, that's 100% true. Um, you know, the CDC just came out in the last last week or so and adjusted the guidelines that says uh people who have who have tested positive for the virus uh don't have to uh or have to instead of doing a 10-day window of um you know um uh what is it i want to say self-isolation it's not self-isolation it's a uh, quarantine uh 10 of quarantine, quarantine yeah. um that's now changed to five and it's like you well, know why I think that is?
1: <laughs> Listen, we're about, it's about to, we're about to be in the playoffs, okay? And <laughs> the, you know, what I mean like as no, much you're, as
0: you're, you're not you're actually not wrong. Like I know you're probably saying that in in, in jest, but you're literally not wrong because it's actually because of business that th- that that's the only reason why we're, we're reducing the number of days is because businesses start to complain like, "Yo, we don't have enough workers to we can't get people we can't get people in, uh, back enough like one of the more um, you know, uh, vocal people have been. I think is like the CEO of Delta Airlines or some shit came out and I'm like, "Yo, fam, we can't do. We can't, you know, get all these flights off if like half of our staff is missing because of the, this Omicron thing. And we, if if all of them have ten day windows, It's like, well, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and then, that, like, that could hurt. Two, two days of your work later, platform. the CDC was like, "Yep, all right, well, five days it is. And it's just like, wait, yeah. so we're not doing it because it's the you know it's the thing that we should do. It's, we're doing it because Businesses like you know And it's just like How is that like How are you looking out for Anyways I, I say all that to say That While other countries like France Take all these sort of what we would Deem as extreme measures of like oh yeah No concessions unfathomable To, to America we can't even yeah. Think about What there are a lot of countries
1: that are back in like mask mandates. Some countries are considering, um like, going back to a stay-at-home thing. France, no concessions at movie theaters. Um, to think that Americans would be like, uh, "I'm going to go see a movie without without my hot dog, without popcorn, without my uh, fucking extra large
0: slurpee with like thousand
1: calories." Yeah, like yeah, that's somebody's insane. out there
0: fucking eating Rolos while they watch fucking. Without the my, w- w-
1: without my munch a bunch of crunch a munch or whatever that <laughs> fucking candy is called.
0: Yeah, America is been knocking. my candy gonna, corn? I swear to God, if I ever saw someone eating candy corn at a movie theater, yeah. Why do people shit on candy corn so much? I love candy corn. You're, I love I don't, candy corn don't so don't much. Do this podcasting, <laughs> being with you, Yeah, just, I've just never known why candy down. corn gets such it's a bad rap. Fucking disgusting! Is what do you mean? It tastes not, so like, gross. No, I I like the, like,
1: waxy texture of it. It's, like...
0: Oh, my God. What? 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 What
1: I've always loved candy corn. I don't know why I get such a bad rap. But no worries. You don't eat it. That leaves more candy corn for me. I heard this oh, joke. There is
0: plenty of candy corn for you, yeah. you <laughs> right. There is one thing there's never been a shortage of here in America is fucking candy corn, all right? Yeah. Every fucking Halloween there is always a surplus of candy corn because people do not want that shit. I heard uh, this joke a
1: long time ago. It was like, yo, all the candy corn in America was made in 1970s <laughs> yeah. and like the, the, everything we have left is just what's still in circulation <laughs> yeah. somehow, which is probably true because I think like candy weird. corn does not age. It doesn't get old like you. No. Can Leave it oh, out, they they it don't it even rot. change
0: it. Yeah, I know, right? That shit is like even after you eat it, that shit it looks exactly the same in your shit as it does <laughs> when you fucking eat it. There is no change in uh, the, the 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 structure of <laughs> the candy corn. Um, but my dude, let's let's get to our our, our next uh, our next gig here. Um, Spider or the Spider Man, uh, the Batman um, trailer number three, dude. Um, so we recently just got a trailer for the Batman. I purposely have not watched it. Because I, I try to not to watch things. I try to you know maybe reserve them for the podcast to react to them live. Um, but apparently this is supposed to be uh, people are going losing their minds a little bit about this one. So uh, so uh, the synopsis for the film, of course, in this uh, in his second year of fighting crime, Batman <laughs> uncovers corruption in Gotham City and uh, that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as The Riddler. If that is not a great description for a movie, I don't know what the fuck is. That sounds interesting as fuck. Batman uh, discovers know. that his rich ass parents might be crooked as fuck, and also the Riddler is just out here serial killing everybody. Uh, that it was dope. a
1: good. It was a good description. I wouldn't say great, like the greatest of all time. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't give you any. It doesn't really give you any spoilers. It doesn't really do too much. It just. It leaves you with like, especially for uh, uh, what is now like the twelfth <laughs> Batman film. It just leaves you like, huh. Interesting.
1: I, I like to realize. take out whereas yeah. Batman's parents were not like uh, this, like because they've always been uh, kind of glamorized as this like really family yeah. who suffered this like uh, unspeakable tragedy, when that tragedy is what molded Bruce Wayne which, into which becoming you, Batman.
0: Which you 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 can you can always keep that right. You can always keep the fact that they died rather terribly. But you can also say that they were rich as fuck, and they were probably doing some fuck shit on the side. Like that's yeah, both, things that. yeah. both things yeah. can be true. Both things can be true. So this is directed by Matt Reeves, of course, and written by uh, Matt Reeves and Peter Craig, uh, uh, starring Robert Pattinson, uh, vegan Batman uh, as we as we know him to be, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, and of course uh, Andy Circus, uh, among a host of other people. Um, and due out March 4th of 2022. Uh, Without further ado my friend, let's take a look at the Batman Story Trailer number 3 Don't cast that spell It's too dangerous Nope, that is not Wrong trailer Bruce Wayne sorry I wouldn't be bothering you here but your people keep telling me you're unavailable They could be doing more for this city. Your family has a history of philanthropy, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything.
1: The Riddler is asking for you. The killer left this for the Batman. Why is he writing to you? Okay. I've been trying to reach you.
0: Riddler's latest, it's all about the Waynes. If we don't stand, no one will.
1: You got a lot of cats.
0: I have a thing about strings. <laughs> the bat and the cat. It's got a nice ring.
1: A new friend of yours? I'm not so sure. I'm just here to unmask the truth about this cesspool we call a city. You're part of this too. Hands stay still. How am I part of this? Oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were, Bruce Wayne. All these years, you lied to me, Alfred. We all have our scars, Bruce. He's still away.
0: He's involved in this? No, he's not involved. How do you know? Except for Who oh, are you under there? What are you hiding? Selena, don't throw your life away. Don't worry, honey. I got nine of them.
1: It can be cruel, poetic, or blind. But when it's denied, it's your violence you may find. Justice, the answer is justice.
0: Come on, vengeance. Let's get into some trouble. All right, that was an adventure.
1: It was that was a long third trailer. Um, I don't necessarily know what the point of that trailer was. I feel like what was accomplished in the first two trailers was enough, and this this didn't really like, add anything.
0: Well, it, it, it paints uh, a I mean, picture of like the story. I feel like with I don't even know do we even get two trailers? I thought we. Right, I guess would, technically yes. So yeah, this is the third. But I, I feel like we didn't get anything really about the plot, and I, we just got some really dope shots. Um, yeah, of you know what was going on, um, but I don't think we got like anything of like this is what's happening in the movie, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and and I'm fine with that in certain stories. Like, I don't know if in Batman, I need to um, fully understand the. I'm already bought in, right? I'm already sold. It's a Batman movie. Like, um, you know, just give me a little bit of more. Show me a little bit of like who, uh, you know, what type of Batman are we getting, right? Like, are we getting you know, Bruce Wayne Batman like we got with like Ben Affleck? Are we getting, um, you know, Dark Knight like we got with Christian Bale? Or are we getting, uh, you know, more, I would say more of a, a detective uh, night vigilante like we're going to get with Robert Pattinson, introduce some of the other characters, Catwoman, um, uh, who, uh, who's the villain, this Riddler. And give me a little bit of background as to like, you know, how this Batman became who he is. And I'm good there. Uh, this trailer—it felt a little bit long to me. It also kind of felt unnecessary. Hmm. I don't know. I just don't think three trailers. Uh, I don't know. A lot of like movies do this, where they're like, all right, you know, trailer one, two, and three, and it's kind of like the industry standard at this point. I'm starting to feel like it's too much.
0: Well, the reason why I think that this is actually, like really different from perhaps what we usually get is, is that we got like the first like kind of teaser for this kind of like two years ago like like it was like way back when because uh, i, I want to say that was like kind of at the start of the pandemic that we sort of got our first taste of this um and and so it's not coming out until 2022 so i feel like you need something to reinvigorate the people and give people uh some reason to be excited i remember when the first uh first full trailer because I, I the teaser was the teaser but then we got like a first like really good look at like what was going on and we were like what the fuck is this shit why can't i watch this tomorrow you know we were mad excited and then there was nothing because the world shut down <laughs> um, yeah so i think you i feel like you need something to to and this yeah. is what this is u- the usual protocol with movies anyways they give you a teaser at first then they give you a first sort of real trailer and then they give you a more sort of all-encompassing trailer that gives you a lot more of the story a lot more of the plot and usually that's closer to when the movie's going to be released uh and so this is kind of following that same playbook um i don't mind how much we got in this trailer in fact i I welcome it because for one honestly i forgot this thing was going to be a thing um uh you know and so i needed a reminder but then two I, I had no idea what the story's about, and even though it's Batman, we've gotten our fair share of good Batman movies. We've gotten our fair share of terrible Batman movies, right? And I feel like you can't just live off the name alone, and I think that if you do, um, the next time that there's a Batman movie, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to go with whatever my feeling was was the, la- the last time I watched a Batman movie, which is. Eh, which is kind of what I've done with Batman since, uh, since Ben Affleck's. Not because Ben Affleck was bad, but because just everything that they did with him, I thought was just very aggressively mediocre at best, right? So, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Um, what else? What the fuck was he in? He was in um, briefly in Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, Suicide the, Squad, yep. the, Yeah, the original one. Um, I thought none of those were like a proper... A great sort of insight into a new Bruce Wayne slash Batman, uh, slash Batman, but this is our first real one since the Christian Bale Batmans um, of like, okay, this is a standalone movie. This is self-contained. Um, and and so I, I need to un- kind of understand like what we're dealing with here. And it seems like they're just, it just seems like this is going to be so fucking dope, man. It seems like they're going with a little bit more of a realistic angle to it, like the uh, Christopher Nolan movies, but perhaps like less like um, perhaps less concerned with how everything works and just all right, we'll just put Detective Batman in these scenarios and this is young Bruce Wayne, so he's gonna be fucking shit up all over the place. He's not gonna get it right. Uh, but anyways, I I I just I think this is is gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be an amazing movie, but I have learned from watching trailers before that you have to really temper your expectations. So uh, I'm yeah. trying not to get too up about this movie, but it from what I'm seeing right now, man, it looks, it looks, it looks
1: good. good. It looks good. I mean, I felt like it looked good from the second trailer. Uh, yeah. One of the things I do hope we get from this movie is like, obviously we were introduced to cat and the Riddler. I hope we get introduced to, cause I'm not sure how many films they're going to do with this version of Batman and Robert Pattinson.
0: We'll, uh, we'll see what it like, opens with. And then, and then we'll see what those numbers yeah. look like. And then we'll see how many uh, sequels are going to do.
1: Yeah. But like, let's say, you know, the plan as of right now is just one standalone film. Right. Um, I would hope to have, I would hope to get to see more villains than just the Riddler. Oh, Um, yeah,
0: we're gonna get um, Colin uh, Farrell as uh, as the Penguin. uh,
1: Penguin. Yeah, um, one of my favorite Batman villains, who I think is like uh, never really been brought to life. Great, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Snager, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a serviceable job, but uh, you know it's not great, right? Um, I thought I think Mister Freeze is one of the best Batman villains in my opinion. He's at least he's my favorite. Um, I would really love to see him reappear in either this film or an upcoming Batman film.
0: Yeah, uh, you, you mean Mister Freeze or Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze?
1: Uh, Mr. Freeze I mean I, I don't think Arnold could I mean now, uh, granted Arnold's still in good shape for like you know I think he's like 73 or something like that mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if that's like what we're looking for at this point so I just hope we see Mr. Freeze again because I think he is a formidable Batman villain.
0: yeah I don't know I've never really cared for Mr. Freeze I, I kind of like this story a little bit in that he wasn't he was a villain, but he was like a villain that you could kind of really sort of empathize with, uh, with how he was treated in society just in general. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I've never really been too candid on or or too keen on um him just walking around with a fucking gun that just freezes people and then like that's it. Like that's the that's, like, that's, hit that's the polar bears thing. too.
1: But he was he was he was the first like Mr. Icy. Before <laughs> all the rappers, he was the first one with the ice.
0: <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think at this point I really even care about like or it's not that I don't care about the villains. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't care about a specific villain because what I've come to understand is is that it doesn't re- really matter who the villains are. It's how they're used, right? Yeah. So, uh you know, so you you can have like a um you can have like just like we got with Jared Leto right you can have somebody be the joker but just because you slap the name on it and you say this is joker doesn't mean that like everybody's going to receive it as like oh yeah this is fucking dope because you yeah, know, it, it, it still any has, to be yeah, you it has to be good at the end of
1: the day yeah it has to be good at the end of the day but <laughs> then
0: you flip it to uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the joker and you see how everybody fucking raved about his performance as as the joker so i think even though it's he wasn't i guess he is a villain, but he also, he, he was sort of the protagonist of, of, of that movie. I guess, I don't know if he necessarily would count as like an anti-hero, but, um, uh, but anyways, um, I'm very much looking forward to Batman, uh, the, the Batman, um, I think it's going to be dope. And look, I do want to say, I called the shot. Everybody said, oh, my, I, don't want, I don't like Robert Pattinson, as you even said uh, on this very podcast. Oh, well, I want my Batman to be yoked up. I want him to know that he's going to bust some people up. And it's just like, yo, just wait till the shit comes out and we'll see. Right. That's what happens with every fucking movie is everybody makes 8000 predictions about it, uh, about how it's going to turn out without seeing anything from it. And then they see it and they're like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty fucking dope.
1: I do still like Ben Affleck's yoked up Batman. I want my Batman to lift weights, not like you know, fucking eat uh, quinoa. Hey,
0: man, he he will be a Batman for many more years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's trying to extend his crime-fighting lifetime. Um, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll move on to um to another trailer here. (laughs) Um so we did get a trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh so this is uh, uh so of course this is a follow up to the original Doctor Strange movie that we got in I think 2016, 2017 somewhere around there. Um and this is directed by Sam Raimi who uh should be awesome. Um he you know Sam Raimi has a very storied career creating horror movies. Um uh you know uh, it's just done a lot of things and also directing the I think the first I'm pretty sure the first three uh, Spider-Man Movies that we that we got um, And this is written by Jade Holly Bartlett uh, and Michael Waldron and of course stars Benedict Cumberbatch returning as Doctor Strange Benedict Wong um, Is Benedict Wong's name In the actual movie Wong I think so Did I get that right or did I get that wrong
1: I think, I'm pretty sure it's his character's name is Wong.
0: So they're not even trying. They're just like, all right,
1: let's just. No, no, let's let's make this easy. Jesus. Wong, you're playing Wong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure when he looked at his script, he was like, you motherfuckers, you guys just (laughs) You couldn't find any creative bones to come up with any other name, other than Wong. Uh, Congratulations, you fuckfaces! Uh, Rachel McAdams, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, and is due out May sixth of twenty twenty-two. Without further ado, let's check this out. Don't cast that spell; it's too dangerous. Why? We tap into the stability of space-time, the multiverse. Is a concept about which we you know frighteningly little. Your desecration of reality will not go unpunished.
1: It was the only way. But I never meant for any of this to happen. Show up. I made mistakes
0: and people were hurt. I'm not here to talk about Westview.
1: Then what are you here for?
0: I need your help. With what? What do you know about the multiverse? I'm sorry, Stephen hope you understand the greatest
1: threat to our universe
0: is you Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, our first trailer, our first glimpse. Uh here's uh a big omission. Um ad- ad- admission, rather. I definitely watched that in theaters after watching <laughs> uh Spider Man uh No Way Home. Um you, oh, so you see No Way Home? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Spider Man. What the fuck? We could uh, I didn't know. We could talk about that. We could rap about it. But anyways, um
1: quick <laughs> I told you on
0: that. I do not. I omitted that uh, from my memories. Um, uh, uh, what were your thoughts on, on seeing the trailer for uh, for strange multiverse of madness? Um,
1: it looks good. I mean, I, I think it's picking up right where they left off after the events that happened in New York with uh, Spider-Man, where, um, you know, the villains, all the villains from Spider-Man started converging into uh, a single, I guess, a single. What would you say it is like a single universe? From other universes, yeah. right? They're all uh, starting or at least they were
0: trying to. And so he did a spell in order to uh, essentially stave all that off, um, but to make everybody—and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched Spider-Man: No Way Home—to uh, make everybody forget that you know Spider-Man is Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Is
1: Spider-Man. Yeah, and this also brings in what we got from like Loki, where like we they first introduced the multiverse, as well as um, what was the show with uh, with Wanda? Was it? Was it, was it was it WandaVision, um, where obviously they're going to bring in Wanda. You know, you saw uh, Dr. Strange and go to her and say, oh, I think she said to Dr. Strange, is this about Westfield? Um, so Westview. it's great to see, was it Westview or Westfield?
0: I believe Westview.
1: Okay. So it's great to see like all of these stories start to come together. Um, I love Dr. Strange's character. I love all the things that are happening um, in this particular storyline. It looks good to me. I'm excited for it. Um, You know, obviously, uh, there's going to be a couple other characters introduced. There's America Chavez, um, and I believe Doctor Christine Palmer, who is—is that Doctor Strange's ex-wife? I believe she is going to play a big role in this film as well.
0: Yeah, she's not his ex-wife, or at least in this particular in the universe that we're in, she's not his ex-wife. But she was in uh, the first Doctor Strange movie. But for those who watched. uh, for for those who watched, uh, what's the show called? Um, fuck, what's it called? On uh, a of, uh, on Disney Plus, the show. What,
1: uh, it's like a, a a Marvel show. Was it yeah, War Division?
0: Like yeah, it was like a Captain America: The show. Winter Soldier.
1: Oh, um, uh, what if?
0: What if? Yes. Uh, yeah. On what if? <laughs> Uh, so again, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched that yet. Um, we get a glimpse of at least a Doctor Strange who tried to essentially um, kind of go back in time and 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 make his relationship with her work. Right, that he essentially tried to sort of adjust how things happened so he could still end up with her. And we yeah. saw how that sort of ended up, where the universe essentially just basically imploded on herself. Where they called her her death. Like basically I forget exactly the term that they used But they, they said that her death was like Necessary for like the continuation Of the universe and that it was oh uh, They called it an absolute point um, mm, and, yeah. uh, and so um, And so yeah I, I think What's going to be really interesting To watch in, in Doctor Strange Multiverse Of Madness is just how Crazy they get because I feel like that they're, they're, They can only get so crazy Before it's just like yo how do we reel all Of this back in so that like, people can actually follow what the fuck is actually happening because if you let it get too crazy, well, now every every all the other stories you're trying to tell kind of suffer, right? When there's like multiple versions of everybody, right? So if you now, if you want to tell, um, and, and they had, um, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, America Chavez, right? Or, or I guess they're, they're gonna have the character of America Chavez, right? So if you have her now, now it's gonna be like, all right, well, there's 8,000 different versions of america chavez you don't know which one you're fucking dealing with right now so they've they've got to find a way to kind of make it crazy but not too crazy to the point where all we're like i don't know i couldn't tell you what the fuck's going on in in the marvel universe right now so i think that's one of the things that they're gonna they're gonna essentially end up dealing with now the one thing i will say that i really hated about the trailer were uh chitwell uh 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 GeForce, and I. Uh, my apologies if I'm pronouncing it wrong, um, but uh, they gave him the sloppiest roles I think I've ever seen. Uh, the fakest roles. They could have just said, hey, why don't you grow your hair out? We'll braid it up for you. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mario style. I know, I know you remember that song. Um, uh, but they just gave him like the shit that like he and Peel would wear for you know when they wanted to slight black people <laughs> in general. Yeah. Uh, and it just looks stupid. Uh, whoever was in charge of that, uh, you dropped the ball. I'm not gonna lie to you. You you, you can consult with some people about that, but you chose not to, and I don't appreciate. Yeah,
1: it. It um, I, I did notice that it looked stupid. It looked like it was like the uh, the same type of like piece they wore in like um, Cool Runnings, you know, where Jamaica <laughs> had the bobbed team. They're like, oh, is that wardrobe still available? And so I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, it's over there in that box. And they're like, right, shit, well, put this on. <laughs> I thought yeah. Marvel has enough money to have done that the right yeah. way.
0: Yeah, or just told him, hey, grow your, you know, you know, they've known that they're going to do, uh, uh, maybe not multiverse, multiverse of madness, but they they knew that they were going to do a follow up to Doctor Strange, and there there had to be there had to be some reason that they need him to have roles in this and so it's just like if you know that's going to be the case hey for the next year and a half I need you to grow your fucking hair out just like they do everybody right Keanu Reeves he grew his hair out to do the fucking Matrix right he didn't just roll over and suddenly he just had fucking this long ass hair right he grew that shit out um, so yeah, just, like, like,
1: I feel like I feel like those same dreads have been passed down from like film to film like you know obviously they wore it in Cool Runnings and then when I were done filming Cool Runnings you know they're filming Eight Mile, and then Maca Pfeiffer was like, oh, I need those dreads." Remember when he played well, Future and he had the fake shitty well, dreads. Those
0: were dreads, not rolls. You know, so they—I I feel like they got them from the same maker, but just like a, a slightly different—they—they—they—they uh, they, they, they got a slightly different version of it uh, because at least at least Makai Pfeiffer, you couldn't quite see the hairline, and, and so it's just like, yeah, it looks no, sloppy. Makai
1: Pfeiffer's dreads in 8 Mile were yeah, they're terrible. Sloppy.
0: They're sloppy. They're, uh, <laughs> there, there is no disputing this, but there's just something about looking at him with them fake-ass roles, and if, and if it turns out those were actually roles for him, why the fuck do they look so stupid? I don't. <laughs> somebody explain to me how they could look so dumb. But anyways, uh, I'm very much looking forward to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, mostly because hopefully it'll give some structure to the current state of the MCU and let us know where it's all sort of going. I'm assuming that we're gonna get some sort of Avengers movie here in the next few years. Who the fuck knows? But we've got so many characters that still need to be introduced. We got Blade. We've got the dude Black Saber, whatever the fuck his name is, from the Eternals. Moon Knight. Um, We've got Moon Knight that still needs to drop. Um, the, uh, America Sanchez, um, uh, who's going to be in, in, in Multiverse of Madness, um, her character still needs to be um, introduced or not introduced, but uh, uh, she's going to have her own series and some shit. Um so there's just there's a lot of things going on. So I need I the one job that I need Multiverse of Madness to do is to help make sense of the craziness and just yeah, to kind of pull really everything focus. back in. And- yeah, you know, refocus that shit because right now we're 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 out in no man's land when it comes to understanding what the fuck is going on right now. But um, uh, in any event, uh, we will move on nonetheless. Um, so let's talk real quick about Ice Cube. Uh, Ice Cube has some very pointed comments. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, he was talking about essentially. Um, Chris Tucker and how Chris Tucker has Said uh, it, I think even Earlier this year Chris Tucker made comments that The reason why he didn't return to the um, Friday franchise Was because of money but his story's Kind of changed uh, over the years where It's at first it was kind of like ah, he didn't Want to be the dude smoking weed then He didn't you know then he didn't think he'd get paid Enough or he got paid enough uh, and Then you had phase um, on love uh, I think earlier this year who talked About you know he didn't get paid enough to do friday um but uh but as ice cube made mention of and uh it, he, he basically was saying like look everybody got paid to scale and a movie was made for 2.3 million dollars right so nobody got paid all right <laughs> so so like this whole idea of like whoa other people are getting paid i got paid pennies Everybody got paid nothing for Friday, Uh, and it was a massive fucking hit. um, That It spawned off uh, two other sequels, and I'm assuming soon to be fourth, whenever they get their act together to do last Friday of the month. Um, But it's interesting to see what all this commentary is now like 20 25 years later because it's kind of like and i and i hate when people do this they play like revisionist history right they know that enough time has passed where people are just like i don't really care about this thing anymore so then they just make up whatever story that they want for the thing and just hope that uh, i hope nobody says anything and it's like no people still fucking remember what actually fucking happened so ice cube has come out recently and said uh that chris tucker was actually offered 10 to 12 million to uh, you know, take his role up as, as Smokey again, um, and I and I do think we the the last thing that Chris Tucker or the last thing we heard from Chris Tucker talking about this was that he didn't want to do the whole Smokey weed thing anymore because he didn't want to like have that he didn't want to be the poster child for that anymore. Um, yeah,
1: and, and and to add on to that point, I mean, I think uh, while Chris Tucker's stance or at least, at least what he says are the reasons may have changed over time, whether it might be for religious reasons or personal reasons, not wanting to advocate for mar- like marijuana use. Um, his reasons are his reasons. I think Ice Cube, you know, said that they offered him 10 to 12 million. He turned it down. He went on to do many other successful projects. Uh, he did like Fifth Element. He did um, uh, Money Talks. Uh, he's done a number of other projects since. I hope last Friday of the month is something that happens and then get the whole crew back. But I feel like this is like one of those stories that like – blew up when like it really was like a small thing you know chris tucker provided gave his reasons ice cube clarified like what the contracts were based off of the budget for the film uh phase on love while he, he did mention that like for the film he only made twenty five hundred dollars um and the ice cube you know responded to them by saying like well he worked one to two days just for a few hours um, to shoot his scenes, and you know, Face on Love. I think he recently made a, a Instagram post where he was like, "There's no love lost between him and Ice Cube." Um, it was that role that helped launch. Uh, and create- it was that
0: no love lost, as in he doesn't fuck with him anymore, because that's usually what that means. <laughs>
1: no no he said there's no love lost he still loves ice cube like, like he literally posted a picture to uh, i think his like instagram rec- uh like uh, i think it was like yesterday or today uh, where he's like he posted a picture of him in ice cube and he was like clarifying like hey everyone just let you guys know there's no love lost i think ice Cube was like one of like the you know one of the people who's done the most for me in my career professionally um I love this guy he it was this opportunity that helped uh, launch and create the career that I have today. So he was just trying to clear the air like, you know There's no beef between me and ice cube Um, just because I said I got paid twenty five hundred dollars back then does not mean that I feel like I was underpaid because It paid dividends down the road mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um Yeah, and I, I guess i'm not even trying to talk about like, you know, if there's beef between everybody I guess what my point is is how so like with is it's actually with the with the way that it's Chris Tucker's story has sort of changed over the course of time. I have no problems if, although what I can kind of do is is like if his issue wasn't about money and it was more about either religious stuff or whatever. It's like there's a way you can build that into the character and still get the most out of it, right? Like after doing. Um, after doing uh Friday you know he he did uh like money talks right where basically he was like a thief right like in, in, in money talks right mm-hmm. yeah uh and then that was a couple of years later but still it's kind of just like uh, I don't know man like I don't I don't know and and honestly if you actually look at his career you, you see that he he doesn't really he hasn't really taken on roles where he's kind of taking on that same aside from maybe money talks he hasn't really taken on any sort of like that sort of smoky type of character anymore but yeah. there's a way you can be build that into the character where you can still do the movie and so I have to like wonder is it a case where they talk to him and they're like yo either you do the same smoky shit that you did or you're not yeah. in the fucking movie uh, if that's the case then alright I respect this decision but if it's a case where he was just like he had made his mind up of he didn't want to do that again and he didn't really he wasn't really even interested in like talking to them about it then I would say that that's a great opportunity missed because uh, I think that for as much like for as much as you can view it as you're detrimental to like the black community or for whatever you want to say by taking on a role like that. Well, can't you do the exact opposite, right? Can't you show like, oh shit, like this is what happened to Smokey on the back end, and yeah, you know maybe he gets over his drug addiction or some shit like that. Like, like there's other ways you can go about it. That's not just like ah, I'm just never gonna be in your s-. Like I hate that when we get like a great character like that's how i feel like about the rock and um vin diesel right it's like yo bro for the love of the brand let's get this shit together like let's just yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like and, 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 and and i think him. at the
1: end of the first friday movie like smokey was like man like fuck i think his last scene was like him saying like fuck all this i'm going to rehab but then he um, <laughs>
0: immediately then was like yeah i'm not going to rehab
1: yeah so i think there would there maybe have been a way to like uh continue that like maybe his struggle with it like uh i um, going to rehab not going to rehab like the smoking thing is addictive but i need to like kick the addiction whatever it may be um again we, we may or may not ever know like the full story of what really happened and we're 20 plus years removed from it so all i hope to see in the future is them like you know if they do in fact, make a Friday effort. Um, uh, last Friday of the month, which, as far as I understand, I think Ice Cube had mentioned. Like the the, the script for it is written. Um, they just need to like get obviously like budgets approved get people to sign on and so on and so on uh, i hope it happens i hope chris tucker returns in that smoking. room i think it's one of those things where everybody would just love to see it regardless of how good the movie turns out whether it's a fucking oscar nominee film or if it's just fun to watch <laughs> yeah it's not gonna no oscar's gonna be won there but like i think it's just one of those things that people would love to see and i'm not sure how busy chris tucker is these days but um you know, if he's if he's not filming like if he's not gonna be in like a, the next MCU project, I feel like he has the time. So why not you know reprise this role one more time? Add your own flavor to it wherever you are now. And I feel like weed is not that big of an issue now. Like it's legalized in like so many different states now. It oh, would be no on, problem come on, come on, come playing on. this role.
0: Uh, for for you know for some religious types, I don't think it ma- it's Really, was ever a matter of if it was illegal or not. I think it's just the, the how it looks right so it just it looks like uncivilized to be smoking a yeah. or you
1: know, which i like, i hate that so much i i hate that like you know your religion can can it's like it's like force right it's like oh well i have to not like marijuana even though all of the science says that like this thing is perfectly fine i have to not like it because my religion says i can't like, oh. yeah, keep well, that well, shit for well, yourself well, i'm gonna roll up after this podcast
0: well, what yeah i know right uh it, it was a uh, but it but it, it's it's like a strategic uh it was the it's been a, st- a strategic thing to associate smoking weed with just like bad shit like that reefer madness yeah. you know um so it's it's not as if it comes out of nowhere it's it's all very st- uh, strategic and it's been proven that the government <laughs> has gone out of their way to associate it with just terrible things so that they can then be able to control Um, you know, uh, uh, whether it's minorities or whoever, like, be able to sort of dictate what they want to be the narrative, you know. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Um, hopefully they get that shit together. I've always thought, man, it would be so great to see what Smokey's up to in Friday. And honestly, I've never really liked the Friday sequels. I never, I didn't really like Next Friday. I didn't like the Friday After Next. Um, I thought they were just Shadows of the, yeah. the original Friday, um, but I did you
1: know, like next Friday. I feel like Mike Epps, um, you know, he did his thing. Uh, he played a you know a yeah. serviceable not yet yeah, as day, he didn't necessarily like his role was not to replace Smokey, um but it just
0: we needed um, a a counterpart was to ice cubes character uh yeah it, it was a counterpart
1: this is ice cubes cousin not like i don't think he like was intended to replace it and just be like another crazy character in this like uh family and friends of like ice cubes character um and I, I think he did great i think day um you know, if you look at some of the, like the clips and the highlights of the whole um, of the of the past three films, I think Danny has as just as many highlights as Chris Tucker as Smokey. Um, we love Chris Tucker Smokey a little bit more, but um, I, I don't want to like throw shade at uh, Mike Epps because he did a great job as well. Yeah, I, I uh, don't, so hopefully-
0: I don't throw shade at Mike Epps, but what I will say is I wish we could have followed up with. Smokey's character, because I would, whether he's smoking weed or not, I, I just, I just loved his, his, his character. Uh, Honest, and honestly speaking, it's like weed was definitely like a major part of his character. But I don't think I would have missed that. Like if if they would have just taken that kind of completely out, yeah, I don't think I would have missed that at all. I just, I just, I loved Chris Tucker in that role, you know, Um, regardless of if it was centered around weed or not, you know. And I think that, uh, anyways, um, yeah.
1: So as I descend into this, uh, into my own personal multiverse of sickness, um, (laughs) we had two stories lined up here. One was a Peter Drinkledge, um, his whole uh, Game of Thrones backlasting, or we can kind of jump into like, you know, uh, maybe like we do a a year end wrap up of some of the best things that we watched. Uh, I I think we should go with that one uh, just because, you know, I'm starting to leak over here. And I think that might be a more uh, fun conversation.
0: Yeah, let's let's jump into it.
1: um Um, so i'll let you start off i have a short list but a good one
0: yeah so 2020 has been a fucking crazy year uh or 2021 or i guess uh, the 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 continuation of 2020 which is 2021 um it's been a fucking wild ass year been a fast year but a lot of great content has been put out in 2020 one um and i didn't watch everything but from what i did watch uh i can produce a a bit of a list here this is in no particular order my the best things that i've watched this year uh i I do have to say spider-man no way from home although again the movie didn't really make any sense but it was such a fun watch uh they they paid fan service to Pretty much everything in that in that movie, and they did it in such a way where it wasn't obnoxious. It was just it was it was dope. Uh, There's there's no denying for me that that was a great movie this year. Squid Games, uh, cultural phenomenon this year. It was the uh, it was the um, not Joe Exotic, the uh, Tiger was it Tiger King? Yeah, it was the Tiger King King of um, 2021. Right where it's just this cultural phenomenon. People started fucking playing squid games as if it was as if that as if that was like a fun thing to like imitate yeah like let's just make all these people who are you know in debt uh play these fucking games and shit uh and we'll kill them if they don't win um uh so that was one of the and and also too the the aspect of squid games in terms of talking about uh the ideas of, of, of capitalism and and just like it's political commentary i thought was just fucking it was awesome um, I, in, in the sense of it, it, it was awesome to see how they conveyed uh, what the message that they're trying to get across. Um, uh, the next movie I'll put up there is Dune. Um, I thought Dune, well, it delivered in spades on everything that it was promising to be. Um, and the fact that we have to wait till like 2023 or 2024, whenever the fuck they put out the sequel for it is a fucking travesty but i will be there you know with open arms and and you know whenever the that drops in theaters but dune was just it was epic in in every sense of the way um villeneuve made a fucking masterpiece of a film um so I, i i love that uh the green knight um for me was Probably my favorite movie of the year, though. Um, weird wow. movie, admittedly. Um, and I, I know you, you probably had some heart palpitations when I said that. Um, but the the reason why I say it's one of my favorite, it probably is my favorite movie of the year, is because uh, for one, it it tried to be different, and then two, it was not an easy thing to grapple with. Uh, and I feel like that it's a common theme that in in. It was the type of movie that I don't think that you can be like, oh, well, you just didn't get it, so you're stupid. It's just like, nah, either you connected with it or you just didn't, you know what I mean? Like, And I feel like I really fucking connected with it. I don't, I don't think it's about being smart or anything like that. I think it's just either you feel the flow of, of what they're trying to do in it and it speaks to you or it doesn't. And I feel like for, Matt, for me, it just uh, the, the film really kind of spoke to me uh, in, in, in some of the right ways. But the best thing that I have watched this year Hands down. It's not even a contest. The best thing that I watched this year actually didn't even come out this year. What am I talking
1: about? Like came out at the end of last year?
0: No, it it, it, it came out very long ago. <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I am certainly not talking about the live action series that just came out this year. But before that came out months before that came out, I went back and I watched the original Cowboy Bebop um, anime, and I will have to say that it is one of my favorite things ever <laughs> that I've that I've watched. Um, just the vibe and the flow and some of the themes that they talk about. Uh, in it, uh, it's 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 hard to even think that it was this was made in 1998. You know, um, with just how current it feels. And I, I guess yeah. you could say that about a lot of animes. That a lot of animes, like I was watching Ghost in a Shell, that didn't really feel too old. I, I watched Akira, that didn't feel too terribly old, you know. Uh, in terms of how how they went about making it, now maybe I'm just not that familiar with anime to know like what the new new shit is. But I, I long story short, I just I love the shit out of Cowboy Bebop. Um, and honestly, I didn't really even mind the uh, the live action. I know somebody's head just exploded somewhere. Now you must hate it. <laughs> I honestly didn't really mind it that much. Was it good? Nah, not really. But it had some sort of charm to it, you know. But but watching the anime this year uh, was. It was amazing. Uh, I I just I absolutely adore that series uh, or or that anime and uh, and honestly by far I think it's 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 the best thing that I watched this year Uh, So I'll turn the table over to you Okay,
1: I I appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm a huge anime fan So whenever you want and I think is would you say that this is maybe like the first like true anime series that you like really dived into?
0: um so i don't please. think you were a huge anime
1: fan before uh Cabo no no God.
0: not even at all my, my anime really just went to dbz and that was pretty much and i don't even know if you can really yeah. count dbz i mean i guess technically yes you have to count dbz uh, as an anime yeah
1: but, but it's like uh you know i think most people would say dbz is kind of like, like a. Food. yeah it's like entry level i mean it's great Don't get me wrong, but it's like entry level, and then like as you get as you go deeper down the rabbit hole, as Trinity would say, um, you'll you'll start to find a lot more like nuanced. uh,
0: uh, I did watch Yu Yu Hakusho, and if I'm comparing, yeah, where are you at on that? I finished it. I I finished it. it? Um, I will say that I I I identify way more with Cowboy Bebop than I do Yu Yu Hakusho, but Yu Yu Hakusho is no slouch. I think it's still great, but. I, I would say that cowboy bebop is just for me is just like a notch above like everything else uh just because, for sure yeah yeah think i think, so I think like cowboy, cowboy bebop, bebop
1: has a uh it just has like a flavor it has like uh a, a texture It's so it, it is very different than a lot of the other animes that i've watched um you know i you mean, has a soft place in my heart it is my favorite i put you number one uh and then i would go cowboy number two Um, But just to give you my list of some of the best things that I've watched, and I've kind of like separated these into categories. In the anime category, Seven Deadly Sins, it's on Netflix. If you're looking for a new anime to watch, I highly recommend it. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, I think season four is the last season that I watched. I hope that there's going to be more to come. Um, It's just so fun to watch. The story is great. The action is great. The art is great. The music is great. Uh, There's just so many great things about it. I love it uh ragnarok is another one i think this one is on hulu um just a really awesome take on um on a. Uh, so this anime it's about like this epic battle between gods and humans right and like you know the best warriors from earth and the best warriors from the heavens and you just have this like epic all-out battle and these fight scenes the art the music like there's so many great things about this anime i absolutely loved it it's one of the Best ones that I've watched this year. Uh, as far as films go, I got to go with Dune. I got got to go with No Time to Die. Um, I think that this uh, you know this final run for Daniel Craig. Like you know, uh, if you're going to do something, that's going to be the last time you do it. You you have to do it at the absolute pinnacle, and he did just that. Um, there was nothing about Daniel Craig in this last uh, Bond film that I didn't enjoy. Um, I definitely say one of the best films that I've seen all year, uh, you know, also black widow. I think, uh, that's, uh, you know, I should put that on the list as well, uh, in terms of TV shows. Um, so I'm currently watching Dexter and I'm, I'm really liking the show. It's, it's a, it's a, one of those shows that like, I've heard so much about in the past. I've never gotten around to it. Uh, you know, my girlfriend convinced, convinced me to watch it. We we've been watching it. I think we've binged like five, I think we're in the we might be in yeah i think we're in season five or in season six um fun show to watch uh definitely a lot of like questions to um uh, i'm not sure have you seen dexter no i haven't uh, so uh you know obviously this guy he's a serial killer there's like a path of ease to how like um how how easy this guy it, it is for this guy to be a serial killer uh maybe it's just because he's like a white guy no one questions it um but it's <laughs> he, nonetheless it's still, yeah nonetheless it's still a fun show to watch um white lotus i'm not sure if you've seen white lotus is on hbo max i
0: I hear people talking about it uh from what i understand yeah well yeah i've heard people talk about it long story short
1: yeah it was one of those shows like it wasn't it wasn't too much of anything it was just like enough of everything you know what i mean like it's like i I just really really enjoyed it It, the action there was no like big action sequences there's no big fight sequences no car chase there was no like there was nothing about it that I can say particularly stood out other than the fact that it was just a very good very like well put together show. It's like one of those meals where that you have where after you eat it like you feel good about what you ate, you don't feel too full you' know, your stomach you don't got the bubble guts like it's just like you know what that was good that was nice yeah. um obviously squid games uh loki i'm pretty sure i already mentioned falcon in the winter soldier but for me i would say the highlight of the year in terms of tv shows that i watched um this might be uh a shocker but c on apple tv Mm -hmm. i think for me that was one of the best shows that i've seen this year i'd slept on it just because i wasn't a big fan of jason momoa and his like performance as aquaman uh, or in like Justice League, for a long time I've just been sleeping on Jason Momoa. But after I watched C, I was like, this guy's fucking good. Uh, that you was a mean great the leader. Show.
0: of Rocky? You, you don't fuck with
1: him. Um, I mean, even like at the, he was he was good in that. But like when I think about Game of Thrones, I don't really think about Jason Momoa. Uh, there's plenty of other people I think about before Jason Momoa. Well, I mean, but he after, is only in it for like one season. So. Yeah, after seeing C, I'm like, All right, this guy's fucking good.
0: Um, well there you have it our list for our 2021 best thing we've watched uh all year uh look uh usually there's like a big sort of crescendo that happens right he gets at the end of the year and it's like oh my god let's wait it's like whatever dude it's that's what we watched this year that's what we fucked with this year i didn't really especially go out of my way to watch something so that i could comment on it i just watch whatever fuck like whatever i wanted to this year uh and it's it's worked out really well i like this i, I want to watch more stuff but um but at the same time and this goes into how movie theater sort of came back this year um compared obviously to 2020 is that like you know this streaming shit is inevitable let's just let's just let it happen we keep fighting against it as if just let, let, it, happen. Stay, just <laughs> let it happen you know just Uh, Just a tip, you know, (laughs) Um, but, you know, uh, I I think what I'm looking forward to in 2022, rather than say a specific movie or show or whatever the case is, I would say what I'm looking forward to in 2022 is having streaming be way more normalized than I think it is right now. I think it's annoying, right? Like if I really wanted to watch Spider-Man No Way From Home, I have to go to theaters to watch that. When in reality, it's like, well, why? Like, why do I have to sit in a theater? Can't I just pay 20 bucks at home to watch this shit? Like, why must I? Now, that's not. I'm not saying that I wouldn't go to theaters. Like, so for instance, I went to the theaters to watch Dune, right? I had to go to the theaters to watch Dune. I just, it was one of those movies that I was like, I have to see this in theaters. I I got to. Spider-Man No Way From Home, same thing. I got to see this in theaters, right? But if I wanted the option to watch it at home, I deserve. You should it. have that option. Yeah, I should have that option. Um, so more than anything else, uh, any particular thing I'm looking forward to seeing, I'm just looking forward to seeing streaming be way more normalized and and the industry stop fighting against it and finding ways to adopt to it because what I feel like we're doing right now is backsliding to pre-pandemic thinking of like oh like let's just force everybody to the theaters versus having people choose whether they want to go to the theaters or not. Um, yeah so anyways, um, but anyways we'll we'll be back next next week, which will will be in a new year uh we're I'm not gonna do new year's resolutions i I don't think I believe in new year's resolutions anymore i think I think it's all hogwash um, but that's yeah, just me. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't think a new year just because it's January first, you should like set <laughs> new goals. Like your goals should have been your goals, like <laughs> <Prior> regardless. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't have any New Year's uh, resolutions either, um, but I am excited to bring in the bring in the new year nonetheless.
0: For sure, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, see you guys on the flip side. Uh, we will be back. Uh, hopefully, Irene will be feeling better uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, I will survive. Uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, Diana Ross, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, was that? I'm pretty sure it was
1: Diana Ross. Diana Ross or Shaka Khan. One of them.
0: I'm pretty sure it's Cyanid, though. One of those black ladies? Wow. Yeah. Wow, One of those baby.
1: singing and wow. dancing black
0: girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys on the flip side. Um, with that hey being out. said, we'll hit the usual protocol. Oh, shit. I was early. My bad. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way we end 2020. Hey, peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, celebrate peacefully.